This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags.
Welcome everybody to the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy. You guys know what time it is. 8.03 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5.26.2013. And we definitely are sending B.I.G. shout-outs to everybody out there that's showing us some love, everybody out there who is celebrating Memorial Day, and everybody out there who has K.I.R.P. B.I.G. prayers for all these soldiers out here, man, and definitely holding these folks down. Really appreciate you guys for listening and tuning in to the show. It is a beautiful, sunny evening in North Carolina, and it feels absolutely wonderful. Let me tell you, spent some time in the park today. I mean, this this was a beautiful weekend, you know, spent a lot of time outdoors. Um, I think mainly because I realized that, okay, listen, as a parent, it's our job to realize what's like, what's really going on in our households and what's really going on with our children and and, you know, we just have to pay attention to more things than single people, I would say. All right? Especially when you got kids, you know. So that's why I said as a parent. So, you know, I'm looking at how much time, you know, we spend inside the house, how much time we spend on social media. Me, myself, I'm always on social media around the clock. And uh, it almost feels like a burden. But I'll get back to that in a second. But mainly looking at, you know, my children. And, you know, I, I, well, I'll say we pride ourselves in my household, my wife and I, we pride ourselves in knowing that, you know, our kids spend a lot of time reading uh, various topics. I might add, they spend a lot of time not on the computer, you know, not doing crazy stuff, actually spending time on the computer doing things that are constructive. And, uh, you know, they play sports and they, they swim and, you know, football and basketball and tennis and all this crazy stuff, soccer and all that. Um, but lately, we've been spending a lot of time indoors on, on the weekends, I'm saying, on, on the weekends. Like on, on the weekends, you know, that's when they get their TV time. Otherwise, unless it's something special, you know, they're really not watching TV. And And frankly, we don't get to watch much TV either. And, and you know, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's definitely a positive that, you know, we don't spend all our time watching that, watching programming, you know, <laughs> watching TV. And, and, you know, it seems like everything that's on TV is reality show based today. So you really got to be careful, you know, what you're subjecting your kids to. So anyway, anyway, to make a long story short, you know, we've been paying attention to the kids spending a lot of time on the Xbox, and I can't believe I just gave that plug indirectly, but spending a lot of time on the video game and a lot of time in the TV, whether it's watching sports or, or Adventure Time or whatever. Shout out to Adventure Time. I like that. B.I.G. in my book. So, you know, we told ourselves this weekend, we you know, we're going to go outside. We're going to have some fun. We're going to break some sweat. You know, we're going to do our thing. And, and and another shout out to my kids because they do a workout every single day. They do an extra hard workout every day. And I wish daddy was on that kind of program, but I'm not. So I'm trying my best to get there because, you know, if they can do it 10 years old and younger, actually 12 years old and younger, you know, I could do it too. So, you know, I got to get better on that. Your boy getting fat. I don't know if y'all seen me lately, but, you know, I picked up a little bit of weight and I don't like it. So, you know, this weekend we spent a lot of time outside. You know, we hit the parks and, you know, yesterday we, we, we went a bunch of different places. We got out, we walked, and, you know, it was just beautiful, man. So just enjoying the sun and, you know, having a lot of fun just outside this weekend. And uh, it, it felt great, you know, to get some 
to get my little tan on. You know, you, even chocolate people like myself have to get our, get our tan on. Y'all don't know nothing about that. But anyway, shout out to everybody out there this weekend, man, who are spending time outside. You know, I got some time on the bike. You know, took that SV1000 around some curves. You know, buck ten, buck twenty. Well, not really a buck ten, buck twenty in the S bin, but somewhere around eighty, eighty-seven. I think that's what I looked at. I was see, I'm always trying to increase that S bin time. And the last time I looked down at it, you know, in that in that turn, got about eighty-seven, and it felt great. You guys, you got to know about that racing fuel, man. That one ten, that one twenty. Woo! Lovely. You gotta love it. So all my bike enthusiasts out there, man, and shout out to everybody out there at the bike fest right now. Got a lot of people down there in South Carolina, man, that are that are down there at Myrtle Beach spending a lot of time on the beach and in the water and you know, on their cruises and on their crotch rockets and having a lot of time I mean a lot of fun and you know, out there partying it up. And uh, you know, shout out to you, man. I wish you guys the best. You know, I personally, you know, the bike rally is, is not for me. That's not my speed anymore. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't mind going down there, you know, showing some love and, you know, having a good time with some friends or, or, or whatnot. But, you know, it, it's uh, it's uh, it's a little bit different than just having a little bit of fun. I mean, you just you just got to call it what it is, man. Um, sometimes it can be embarrassing, you know, when you see people out there doing their thing. And, uh, you know, a lot of people break up during bike week. I, I don't know if people realize that or not, but a lot of people break up during bike week around a bike rally time and you know some couples go out there together and that's a beautiful thing you know that's big i wouldn't recommend it but you know a lot of people uh go out there together and you know they have a good time and and you know they do their thing but to me like i'm you don't like okay you i'm I'm not the type of guy that says you take your, your your wife or your girl to the strip club all right i'm not the guy that says you take your your woman in the bar, like maybe when you get with a group of friends or something. I'm not the guy that brings my wife to poker night with the homies. Like, you don't, I always thought that there was a time and place for separation of of uh, people in a relationship. Let's just call it what it is, whether it's wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, or, wh- or what may have you. And um, yeah, I don't know how I even got on the topic, but, you know, it is what it is. Some people don't believe that. Like, there's, to me, and I know this may be offensive. And six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. Hit number one if you you know if you feel offended by this, or you know the email k i r p radio at gmail dot com. But a lot of people get offended because I don't think that you should bring your wife to poker night with the homies, with the with the brothers, with the fellas, as well as I don't believe that I should be the one going to girls night out or, or or girls day on the town or shopping with we you know with the girls you know i I think there's a time and a place for for all of that like everybody needs their space and if you don't get your space you know i always said this to a younger cousin of mine was you know he was all depressed about his girlfriend and man i don't know what's going on man i spend all my time with the man and i take her out and i do this and i do that and, you know, we spend all of our time together. And, you know, as, as we talked about this situation, it seemed that more and more and more, this kid was saying that they spent all the time together. And then I, I just finally looked at him. I'm, I'm like, look, she's sick of you. Like, that, that's the problem. She's sick of you. You're probably sick of her. You guys love each other, but you're probably sick of each other. There's no two human beings that can exist in the same space all the time and be okay. 
Shout out to all my married people out there, all my people that are in love. Every Shout out to people who are grown and live with their parents. I understand. I get it. But you cannot exist in the same space as that same person all the time. Two human beings will eventually conflict about something. And nine times out of ten, they're conflicting about nothing. Like, they got a problem with each other about nothing. Like, I've said before that, you know, my wife and I have argued about, you know, years past. Thank God we got over that. We realized what it, what was really going on. But we argued over the fact that I cared if she ate or not. Or she cared if I ate today or not. And I know that sounds crazy, right? But it's 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 reality. Like, these are this is what really happens. What happens is you, you look at your spouse or she looks at you and you understand what your days are like. I mean, you understand what happens in the course of a day for that person because, face it, you live together, you talk about it, you see it, you understand it, you get it, and they do the same with you. So you look at them and you go, wow, did you have time to eat today? Now, that might seem so subtle. It may It, it might even seem so caring. But let's face it, when you're ill, when you're tired, when you just don't want to hear it, and you're just getting off work and you could be frustrated, you got to understand what's going on. You got to feed and you got to feel those vibes. Like, I, you know, some guys say, you know, man, I, when my wife is quiet, I know I need to go con- console her. I need to go do this and that. And the other, I need to ask her about a day. Sometimes that's true, man. But you know what? Sometimes you need to shut your, you need to shut up. <laughs> Call it what it is. Sometimes you need to be quiet, and in that space of being quiet, just be there. Because if she wants to talk to you, or if he wants to talk to you, they will. They will. I mean, sometimes you just got to shut your ass up and just exist in that space of quietness and, and, and be cool with that. Because you can't, l- listen, only God can heal all of our problems. Like only God can take care of us the way we need to be taken care of. Only God can solve these problems, and and only God can can really heal us from the inside. All right, only only God can do that. We can't really do that. All all we are is an addition to who God is for people. We we're an additional blessing to people, and and this is outside of relationships. This could be. You know, not not really a, a personal relationship in terms of being in a re, being in a in a in an engagement like a, a marriage or a relationship like a boyfriend or girlfriend. But this is other relationships as well. This is being a friend. This is being a church member. This is being a homeboy, a homegirl, or whatever. Like you got to understand. Sometimes you just got to shut up and listen. And and if nobody's saying anything, just be there in that space and wait for people to come to you and talk to you. Because a lot of times they're waiting to be heard. You know, sometimes we get caught up in running our mouth so much that we miss the opportunity to be there to listen for someone and help them out through that. So, you know, frankly, I'm just a guy that believes that you can exist in the same space with another human being, no matter who they are, your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, uncle, cousin, grandma, best friend, whatever, wife, husband, if I didn't say that, you can exist in that same space without some sort of conflict eventually. You gotta spend time on your own, and another thing you gotta know that you can't you can't fix a bond that you have with someone else if you're not first willing to fix yourself. Like you gotta look in the mirror and notice a whole lot of the flaws that you have. See, in in me talking through this show, 
you know, I get to talk about me. See, that's what a lot of people don't realize. Shout out to everybody out there listening on the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash KIRP radio show. I see you, baby. I see y'all. Y'all lined up. I appreciate it. But listen, here's something most people don't even understand. Like, I, I, I do all those inspirational uh, quotes and, you know, those thoughts, and I try to put all this stuff on social media, the Facebook, the Twitter, and a lot of times I'm spilling my heart. Like, I'm, I'm really saying things that I hope would help somebody else. But in the end, what people don't realize is that 90% of the time I'm talking to me. You know, that's what people don't realize. And I, and, and I, I see that through other people. You know, they may not be talking to themselves, but 90% of the time or better, I'm talking to me. And, and in that, I've learned to appreciate what other people bring to the table, what other people have to offer, because... You know, once upon a time when I was on the social media, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm like, damn, everybody's a philosopher all of a sudden. You know, every everybody's a preacher. Everybody's a reverend. Everybody's got a word here. Everybody's got a word there. Everybody's Confucius and talking about the stars and the moon and what other people need to do. And they're not even doing it themselves. And what I realize is that I shouldn't, I, instead of being so super and hypercritical, I should embrace what these people have to offer because a lot of times this is their therapy. You know, these people are talking about the things that they go through and we're reading it. We're reading it from the outside in, not even realizing that it could be beneficial to us. But instead, we're criticizing what's going on because of how we know that person or how we see that person or what that person does. So, you know, I, I had to really look into myself and go, wow, P, you messed up. You know, you you got to fall back a little bit. You got to you got to take your time and realize what's going on, because, you know, this social media why, where it does has its, its, its crazy moments, you know, where a lot of people are really on here well, and some people are using it as a platform to express themselves, to help themselves, and a lot of people are crying out for help, you know, and, and we're really not paying attention, I don't believe, you know, uh, people are looking at this stuff and, and criticizing what's going on and really not paying attention to the cries out for help. You know, there's tons of people out there that are alcoholics, but it's hidden. And I see it. I'm not talking about anybody in particular at this moment, but you know, there's a lot of people out here who are, who are on drugs, you know, who are in abusive relationships and we're not paying attention. You know, we laugh and giggle with them and joke and we see all this other stuff that's going on, but we're not paying enough attention to really see that these people need a different kind of help. Like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe we should take the time and, and say, hey, you know what, you know, send them a message or, or, or whatever you do or just encourage them or, or whatever you have, whatever you can offer, you know, try to help these people, man, and stop being so hypercritical and, 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 and judgmental. And, and you know me, I'm the first person to say we should judge. You know, we got to keep the fools away from us. I, I want the fools to stay over there. So I'm judging, by the way. I want everybody out there to know on KRP Radio, all 10, all 11 million now. Shout out to us, you know, we're 11 million people strong, listening, over 35, 40, anywhere from 22 to 40,000 people listening any given Sunday or better. You know, a lot of people listen on the archives, but I'm saying shout out to everybody out there who don't believe in judging because I do. I want the fools to stay on that side, 
I want the fools to stay far away from me as possible. And if they come up for me, all I got is a word of encouragement for them. Uh, let's do it. Let's keep on. Let's get it moving. I got your back. Hold it down, brother, what you need. Here's how to get paper. I'm always trying to, you know, give off some some positive advice for people out there, man. And that, that's really what it's all about. So shout out to everybody out there listening on Facebook, man. I see you on Twitter. You can check us out at symbol K-I-R-P radio show. You can find me on Twitter. And, uh, you know, as I've said before, don't be surprised at what I might say on Twitter because, you know, I basically say what I want to say. I mean, I, I believe in the First Amendment. I'm definitely a constitutionalist, and you ain't got to like that. I mean, but it is what it is. So check me out on Twitter, at symbol NCG, excuse me. And, uh, you know, we out here, man. We on iTunes. What else we got? We got iTunes, KRP Radio Show on the podcast. You guys can check out all the latest shows, all the past shows up to the present shows, you know, we definitely trying to do our thing and also check out, you know, all my friends and all the organizations and the things that we got going on out here. The love and father society, shout out to my brother, Rashad Woods. We definitely doing our thing, man, trying to hold it down. And the love and father society, uh, our first initiative is called, I love being a black father. And, uh, it's eight twenty. I got to go to a break, but when I come back, I'm going to talk about why it's important to, self-identify you know why it's important to tell people who you are instead of other people telling you who you are you know why it's important to let people know what you stand for despite of what they think you stand for all right so we'll be right back after this message man check this out right here y'all gonna love this right here check it out how many more innocent people how many more how many more what has been the number one cause of unnatural death in history? Democide, or death by government, has killed 290 million people on record. Look it up. Go look it up. In the 20th century, government murdered four times as many people as were killed in all the international and domestic wars combined. USSR, 61,911,000 people killed. Hitler's Germany, nearly 21 million people killed. Japan's imperialism. Nearly 6 million people killed. Western colonization killed over 50 million people. Pol Pot's Cambodia, funded by the U.S. government. 2 million people killed. China's Communist Party, as many as 76 million people killed between 1949 and 1987. And the list goes on and on. Demand to know why the Department of Homeland Security bought more than 1.6 billion hollow point bullets. How many more people does government have to kill? Enough. Enough. Demand an end to citizen disarmament. As an American. As an American citizen. As a patriot. For your children. Enough of the people laying down and letting government kill them in mass after disarming them as they've done throughout history over and over again. Now is the time. It's time. It's time to realize that when the government takes your guns, People die. It's time to realize the biggest threat to you and your family is government. It's time to recognize government is the greatest killer of all time. Demand they show you the word hunting in the Second Amendment. Demand our politicians uphold the Constitution and Bill of Rights as they swore to when they took office. It's time for our leaders to read the Constitution. It's time for our leaders to obey. The Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution. Because a well-regulated militia with 10-round magazines wouldn't last very long. So now you know the most dangerous thing to you and your family in the world is government. Because mass murderers agree, gun control works. 
It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industries. Some past and present clients include Jill Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, celebrity chef Nikki Shaw, teen and family producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. TiffanyInc.com 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800 800- 442-2762 Again, that's 800-442-2762 Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism And one out of every 110 children born Will be diagnosed with autism as well If you need to reach them by the web The address is www.autismsociety-nc.org You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter And you can reach them on YouTube Love somebody today. A Greyhound bus on its way from New Jersey to New York City picked up some unwanted passengers Friday. A legion of cockroaches. They forced the bus driver to pull over and the people on board to hurry off. The bugs appeared about 15 minutes into the ride. Cell phone photos taken by passengers show roaches on the seats and the floors, even falling from the ceiling. WABC in New York spoke to a few of the passengers. The man had roaches on his coat. The lady had a roach on her hat. It was just terrible. After a while, the panic got toward the back because we all started looking around and seeing roaches crawling everywhere. CBS Philadelphia reports another bus was sent to pick up those passengers and carry them the rest of the way to New York. Greyhound did put out a statement regarding the roach infestation, writing... Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show. Baby, definitely B.I.G. in my book, man, 619-638-8559, krpradioshow.com. Check us out on there. We also on blogtalkradio.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. Um, <clears throat> now, that story right there was uh, about roaches. Now, you know, I, I could... This really wasn't what we wanted to go into this evening, but I just I ran across that story and and I I just had to share it. I mean, I've seen some bad bugs in my life. Lord knows I have. I mean, if I had an amen corner, I had an amen corner over here with me. But I ain't never seen no cockroaches that ran people off a bus. 
off the Greyhound bus? You mean the Greyhound got roaches that bad? Man, can you imagine roaches shutting down the bus system? I mean, they had to pull over and get people off the bus, send another bus, and then quarantine that bus because they had so many roaches on it. I'm trying to figure out what's really going on. I mean, come on. Is it really that bad? I mean, do we not have some kind of spray? That was the perfect opportunity for someone like Orkin to come on and, and kill those bugs dead, like they say on the thing. We kill bugs dead. I can't believe it, man. That's absolutely crazy. I've never in my life heard of a story where uh, <laughs> a bus system got shut down because there were too many bugs on it. That's crazy. But anyway, I just thought I'd share that. Check it out, man. We're talking about Emancipation Proclamation on this show, talking about drones, conservatism versus liberalism. And last but not least, we definitely want to give a tribute to our troops out there in honor of Memorial Day. And I think everybody out there know how I feel about uh, our U.S. troops. Frankly, I don't understand how, you know, our troops go out to war and and or either go to serve this country when we're not at war. Because let's face it, we, we haven't uh, properly declared war on anybody since World War II. Um, but I don't understand how our soldiers can be put in harm's way and, and used almost like a, a, a childhood boy's toy and uh, not be appreciated the way that they should be appreciated. It's absolutely uh, ridiculous. You know, we got thousands of troops that have died in vain. I call it in vain in a war that was definitely not ours, you know, in situations that we should have never been put into. And, uh, you know, on this Memorial Day, I just wanted to take a second and, you know, tell all the soldiers out there, thank you. You know, everybody who's overseas right now, just, I definitely want to tell you guys thank thank you. You know, for people who have fought past the present, I want to tell you guys thank you because you guys are definitely not appreciated the way that you should be appreciated. You know, we got a lot of people that have went to, even going back to Desert Storm, you know, I, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of soldiers out there and a lot of people, you know, who have been put in harm's way and, and gladly you know, held us down. They gladly fought for us. They gladly represented. They gladly went out there and, and, and fought to what they felt, you know, was was honorable. And and what I call honorable, because let's face it, how many people are willing to put themselves in harm's way for you or not, you know, w- without a, a praise? Because they don't get praised. And, and I understand that it's a job. I understand that they get paid. But, you know, these guys don't make a lot of money out there. These There's, there's not soldiers out there that make a lot of money. Our politicians make a lot of money. And that's something that gets me sick on the stomach. You know, we got a lot of politicians out there that gets paid, but you got people out there who, who, who has their ass on the front line, man, who are bullets are flying past their heads. You know, they've left their family, they left their kids. A lot of people who don't come home and, you know, they're watching this stuff right beside them, man. And, and it, and it's just crazy. It's, It's disheartening how our country treat our soldiers because these guys come back in, in many times, especially in today's time, right? These guys come back to nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean absolutely nothing. These guys are coming home to foreclosures. You know, some of these guys are coming home to no family anymore because they've been sent all over the world to fight for this country and to represent this country. And what do they come back to? Shame. You know, some are coming back with habits. If you look at what happened in Vietnam, a lot of people came back with habits. And and, and some that the government, you know, where they even gave these people Agent Orange, you know, let's call it what it is. They've even given people uh, injections of something that was going to kill them later. Or now that we found out that that's harmful to their health, which we knew from the start, 
but they never admitted that they used Agent Orange until just a few years ago. And all that did was increase the amount of the percentage of the amount that people could get on their disability from what Agent Orange has done to them. So I say shout out to all the soldiers out there, man. This Memorial Day, you, you know, you guys are, are, man, I don't even know how to put it. If you look at KRPRadioShow.com, you'll see that the, the website is in the military border. You know, we got camouflage border and, you know, I, I don't I don't even know how to properly show my admiration, man. When I when I see soldiers in uniform, you know, when I see these troops out here in, in the general public, I try to greet them, I try to walk up to them and tell them thank you. But, you know, like I said earlier in the show, I'm looking at them and I'm kind of reading the situation and seeing what's going on because sometimes folks and, and I love to show my gratitude, but you gotta understand and I learned this in the entertainment industry, like you gotta understand that sometimes you got to back up and let people do them. Like sometimes if, if, you know, I've wanted to pay, I wanted to pay for meals, you know, for some people that I've seen in uniform before. Right. But I look at the situation at hand and I look at their, their, their face. Right. And I see what's really going on about them. I read their body language. Sometimes they don't want to be bothered people, you know, Sometimes make a little noise, make a gesture, throw your hand up, you know, motion, thank you, whisper, thank you. You know, sometimes these people don't want to be bothered. You don't know what's going on in their mind. You don't know what they're coming home to. Maybe they just came to that coffee shop to get away from everybody else and just to have a, a, a simple cup of coffee just to chill. Or when you see them in the airport. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying don't thank these troops. I'm not saying don't thank these people. But, you know, at the same time, understand what's going on. You know, some people, you got to read body language. Sometimes people just want to chill. And I respect that. So, you know, anytime that I see a troop and to all the troops out there that are listening to the KRP radio show or that are, that are listening to me speak somewhere, you see me, you know, I try my best not to bother you all. But I promise you, I love you guys. I really appreciate what you do. And I, and, and I definitely don't believe that you get your just due. I definitely don't believe that you get the proper credit and the proper praise that you should, that you deserve and the, and the proper respect that you reserve in, in this lifetime in, that we live in. You know, because I, I think years ago, we really took pride in our soldiers. We really took pride in what they offered and what they did for this country. But now it's hard to tell anymore because, you know, you don't have people protesting, but you have people so stupid, so stupid and, and so overly liberal. And I say overly because, let's face it, if you believe in God, if you believe in Jesus, there's a liberal side to you because you believe in helping people with no with, with not getting nothing back, you know, without getting anything. So you that's not the true definition of liberal, but it's a little bit, you know, it's a little liberal at, at the same time. You know, for a lot of conservatives out there, they don't like to admit the fact that they, you know, they really want to help people and that we should help people. And, and I understand the fact that sometimes people are down and out and sometimes they need a helping hand up. Sometimes they need a helping hand out. And sometimes people need a handout. They simply need to know that, you know, someone else cares about them so much that, they would give me something and not want anything back in return and not have any expectations behind it. So, you know, I, maybe I'm a little bit liberal, but that's probably the extent of uh, me being liberal. At, you know, at the end of the day, I, I just I, I hate to call myself liberal, man, because there's so many liberal nuts out here 
that are that are spewing this garbage all over the place and and I just don't want to self-define myself as that. I don't, I don't even want to, you know, get down with that. I don't, I don't even want to be considered uh, one of those liberal maniacs out there, but you know, it is what it is, man. BIG shout out to all the troops out there. You know, you guys are, are, are definitely in our hearts and I really appreciate the fact that, you know, you guys would put yourselves before you know, I, I don't know, you just put yourselves out there for for belief, for core value. You know, for understanding that, you know, this country needs to remain free because, you know, I've said it before and I know a lot of other people have heard it before that freedom is not free. You know, a lot of people have died for freedom. A lot of people out there have put it all on the line. A lot of families, a lot of generations have been wiped out. You know, people have fought for freedom since the beginning of time until now. And we're going to continue to fight for freedom. But the minute you guys feel like we need to stop. The minute you guys feel like there's one person that really got it, there's one person that figured it out, so we're going to let them take care of it, and we're not going to believe in uh, believe that you know we have a job to do in terms of freedom. I, I want you guys to listen to this, uh, to this news broadcast. Uh, this is about drones, okay? A certain individual and, and you know the president, I'm, I'm, I'm really past talking about President Obama in, in a negative tone and because, let's face it, if you haven't realized what's going on by now, you probably never will. So I'm not trying to convince you that President Obama is a bad guy, but all I can tell you is that I see numerous, numerous occasions where he's made horrible decisions for this country. And, and frankly, drones are one of them. Now, if you guys don't Listen, I'll tell you what, let's go to this clip right here. I'm going to let you guys listen to this news clip right here, and uh, and then I'll, I'll go into how I feel about it here shortly. President Barack Obama, meanwhile, has admitted for the first time that drones are regularly striking Taliban and al-Qaeda targets in Pakistan's tribal areas. The unmanned aircraft have been blamed for killing civilians as well as Taliban fighters. But in an interview on the Internet, Obama defended their use. This is a targeted, uh, focused effort at people who are on a list of active terrorists who are trying to go in and uh, harm Americans, uh, hit American facilities, American bases, uh, and so on. So obviously a lot of these strikes have been in the, the Fatah uh, and going after al-Qaeda suspects who uh, are up in very tough terrain along the border between Afghanistan and Pakistan. Uh, for us to be able to get them in another way uh, would involve probably a lot more uh, intrusive military actions than the one that we're already engaging in. Now, I know a lot of people heard that, and, and that's not what that came from uh, Al Jazeera. And uh, that was an old broadcast when the president was talking about drones, and it had nothing whatsoever to do with American soil, and uh, nothing whatsoever ha having to do nothing whatsoever with uh, you know using drones in America. Now, the reason I chose that clip is because I knew when I mentioned the fact that I was going to talk about drones on the show that a lot of people were going to be looking for the clip where the president talked about using drones in America. The reason I chose that clip as well is to bring some sense of understanding to you guys so you would know that what happens overseas 
the president is now trying to say is okay to happen here. Now, follow me for a second. We're talking about drones. We're talking about an unmanned device that is used not with any kind of regard for what's going on around their targets. Now, you're going to hear different military folks say that, uh, or different government officials say that, you know, the use of drones can be used only for surveillance. The use of drones should be used to target people who are trying to terrorize America. The use of drones for this, the use of drones for that. I only have one question about the use of drones in America and you know, his administration supports. And that one question is, Mr. President or, or Mr. Obama administration or to his cabinet or to anybody who believes that we should use drones in America on American soil, this is, a drone is a war device. Okay? A drone is not something that's going to shoot a gun at a person is not going to arrest a person. A drone is something that's going to use a laser guided or satellite guided or or some sort of uh, a computerized mechanism that's going to guide a missile, okay, to its target with only on the only justification or the only goal that this drone has is to destroy and kill. It's not to apprehend at all. It's not, they're not talking about for surveillance. The president distinctly, distinctly, excuse me, wants to use a device that the military uses for war in America on Americans on American soil. Now, it's a fi- if, if you guys don't know by now, it's a very fine line the way the government identifies a terrorist, okay? You can be a terrorist. Well, I'll say the way the law defines a terrorist. We won't, even, we won't even say the federal government. We'll just say the law. Because if you make a threat, if you say, man, I'll blow your house up, you can be booked and locked up and held, according to Homeland Security, as a terrorist. So this also means that if you write a story or if you write an article, even speaking about that in theory, that you can be labeled a terrorist. So the president of the United States is basically saying that it's okay to use a war device, okay? We're talking about a drone, an unmanned device, to survey and attack American citizens on American soil without any regard to any of the public, uh, the American public that, that's going on around this target. Let's say, let's go back to Boston, okay? He's saying it is okay to use this drone to shoot a laser guided or satellite guided or something guided missile and gun this person down in the streets of America. Now, <laughs> I'm almost speechless on the fact that there are Democrats out there and there are these liberal maniacs and these liberal nuts out there that actually want to defend this. 
Like how when they ha- how do you people? I don't I don't get it. You know how do we not have a constitution anymore? You know it, are people really paying attention to what's really going on anymore? Does this even matter to you out here? I, to, to a lot of people, I don't even think it matters. I think a lot of people out here going, you know, this is the best guy for the job because I voted for him, not even based on the facts. And I'm so sick of people saying I only voted for him because he was black. There's a lot of other people out there voting for this man because they believed in what he said, not only because of him being black. That's not even 20% of the vote. Let's just call it what it is. Look at the statistics, people. There are a lot of people who believe in his ideology. There are a lot of people that believe in his Marxist theories. Or his comments, it's, if it sounds like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. So if the man sounds like a communist, he makes Marxist remarks, what are you going to call it? You got to look at the things that he's saying that sounds a little bit like socialism. You talk about class warfare, there's a lot of different stuff that, the, listen, I didn't, I didn't even mean to get here with this. Like, I didn't even mean to go there. This is something that I try to stay away from now. I'm not a President Obama basher. I'm not trying to bash the president. I respect that office, but I don't respect the fact that the president of the United States is trying to push on the United States the use of a military drone to kill American citizens, no matter how you label them, no matter what you label them as. He who controls the conversation controls everything. Everything. And these people are controlling the conversation. So they're going to steer us in the direction that we need to go. And to my conservative friends, to my Republican friends, you guys should be screaming bloody murder. You should be screaming to the top of your lungs saying something is going on. This is not right. This is crazy. Why aren't our Republican senators out there screaming to the top of their lungs? This is crazy. You only got Rand Paul out here rocking, talking about this stuff. And some people are trying to discredit what he has to offer. I don't understand it. We are losing our individual freedoms, the same freedoms that on this Memorial Day, we praise the people that fought for it. We're losing, and we're going to sleep behind the wheel. And people act like they don't care. What's going on? I don't get it. Is it something in the water? It must be something in the water. Thank God I don't drink the damn water. I don't understand what's going on with people out here. We got the president of our country, of this free nation, talking about the use of a military object, a military drone, In the streets of America, that means driving down Main Street, all of a sudden, they're after such and such and such, and he's been labeled a terrorist, and boom, a missile blows up right in front of you. This is not America as we know it. There's no way in hell y'all can justify that. There's no way in hell you can justify the use of a drone on American soil for American people. Y'all better wake up, man. You folks, I, mean, I tell y'all what, if y'all aren't paying attention to what's really going on, we're going to lose this country, and it, and we're going to lose it so silently. 
because this this is the way things are happening. We're, we're losing it solidly. We're losing the battle in the office. We're losing the battle with the pen in this country. All right? If y'all haven't noticed, we're using the battle with the pen in this country. And it's done at your state legislators. So for a lot of people out there, if you don't know what's going on and you want to know what's going on, I suggest that you find your way to your nearest state legislator, your representative from your area, you schedule a visit with him, or you sit there in front of his office all day until he can answer some of these questions for you, until he can tell you some truths of what's really going on. I suggest that you look up some of these executive orders that have been passed. I suggest you pay attention to something more than your local, re- your, 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 your favorite reality TV show. I suggest that you spend some time reading. I suggest that you get the damn DVD or pick up a book called Rules for Radicals so you can understand that some of the same things our president is saying is in those rules. You got to start paying attention, people. In honor of Memorial Day, And again, another B.I.G. shout out to all the soldiers out there who are doing their thing. All the soldiers out there who go and believe in fighting for the freedoms of this country, despite of what anybody else thinks, these people put their pants on and they're fighting for you. You ain't got to like it, but you can at least show these folks some love. And one way you can show them some respect is to at least know what's going on before you decide that you don't like it. On the flip side, we got people like Kermit Gosnell. These are people that the president support, by the way. These are people that some of these maniacs support, by the way. You call yourself a Christian. You call, you say you love God, but in the meantime, you, 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 you represent and you love the person who blasphemed the name of Jesus. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know who you are. I'm wondering if God knows who you are. I'm wondering if you really believe in Jesus. You say you believe in God, but you don't respect the sanctity of life. You believe that the the, 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 the ability to kill should rely on you, and you should have the last say-so of that. Well, you should be thanking God that you have the ability to create, that you've been chosen to be a parent. And meanwhile, you look at people on the news, you look at conservatives, and you, all, you look at people who are out there rocking, people out here who are pro-life like myself. And my brothers and my sisters, you look at us as maniacs. You think we're crazy because we're saying don't kill. And we know you're crazy because you're saying do kill. People are killing for the simple fact that they don't like the color of their baby's eyes. Gender. Where are we living at today, folks? I wake up some days and I think I'm in the land of the lost. I click my heels together and nothing happens. So I get back to praying because I can't leave this place until God says it's time to go. Get back to praying. I'm I'm on my motorcycle praying. Who knows what I'm praying about? I'm always praying because that's all we got. Because you can't get through people who think they know everything already and they're not willing to read anything. But they're spewing that garbage that they read, you know, that people that are like minded like them read people who say that they got it. Oh, let's coexist. I believe in evolution. The theory of the theory, that, that alone, the theory of evolution, it's a theory. Why 
why is it so hard for people to believe in God? Why is it so hard for people who say they believe in God to believe in the same things that Christ preached and he taught? Why is it so hard for people who say they believe in Christ and they are followers and avid supporters and they love the Lord? Why is it so hard for you guys to be pro-life despite all? You can't, people are always talking, why are you pro-life? Why are you pro-life, Pudgy? Why are you pro-life? I'm pro-life because you can't explain where a soul comes from. Until, and until you can show me a soul, until you can pick the time and the date and the place and the gender and the color of the eyes and the hair and complexion of your child, I will be pro-life and I will believe that God determines that until the day that I leave here and I hope my legacy stands for that after. He who controls the conversation controls everything. The people that control the conversation are giving you guys these reality TV shows. I look at this guy in the NBA, I, I forget his name. And yeah, I'm going to strike a nerve again because I know I'm on somebody's S list right now. But guess what? Too bad. That list is a mile long by now. I'm on a lot of S lists by now. Whole lot of S lists. Think I care. Nope, not really. This guy, Collins, this NBA guy, Jason Collins, I think was his name. Hero. Yeah, the man is a hero. Y'all ain't figured that out yet. This man is a hero. Brittany Griner, NBA, ESPN, talked about her all day. All you saw flash across the stream. Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner, the basketball player that played for Baylor. Voices deeper than mine. It is what it is. Hero again. I haven't heard of one soldier, one real hero, who has come back from war, or one family member, one mother and one father who has lost their child to somewhere we should have never been in the first place. I've not heard of one, not one of them getting a call, not one wife getting a call, not one son, not one daughter getting a call, not one soldier getting a call saying from the president of the United States, Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama. They don't like when you say Hussein. It is what it is. Not one call from silly Billy Clinton telling them how much of a hero they are. But this guy, Jason Collins, an NBA basketball player, comes out of the closet, folks. He tells the world, hey, I'm gay. That's what he says. I'm, look at me, I'm gay. I'm homosexual, by the way, not gay. That means happy. Your ass ain't happy. I'm homosexual. Look at me. Yeah, we know the playoffs is going on. The whole world is watching NBA basketball, but hold up. I'm homosexual. Look at me. Look at me. I'm sweet. Look at me. I'm cute. Look at me. And the president and the former president, silly Billy Clinton, they call this man to tell him how much of a hero he is. 
And the list goes on. Kobe Bryant, you you name it. All these celebrities, they're tweeting. You know, they're Facebooking. They're Instagramming. They go on the news. They make these public statements. And they're telling this man how much of a hero he is. What? Where are we, folks? What is the land? Where, where do we live now? Man, I got to go to a commercial. I'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the KRP Radio Show. I'm a little bit hoarse because I'm worked up a little bit. I don't understand what's going on. I don't even know the land that I live in anymore. But I'm going to keep fighting because I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. <sighs> Emancipation Proclamation, man, June 2nd. Durham GOP having an event out there in Durham, North Carolina at the museum. I'll definitely be there. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have some beautiful people that's going to come on and tell us a little bit about that. And we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit about Emancipation Proclamation. And I hope you all who are listening to this show understands what the Emancipation Proclamation is. You know, I, I know people listening to this show knows what it is. I, I forgot. I know my audience. You listen to the number one black conservative show. And I said black and I don't care if you don't like it. The number one black conservative talk radio show Southeastern United States. You are B.I.G. in my book. We'll be right back after these messages. Check us out. Facebook, Twitter. You know how to find us. We'll be right back. North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. It's the same way he did when he was in high school. After school, he practiced, then he went to the gym. This is what he wants. This is the life he chose. And if you want it, you have to work hard to keep it and keep on going with it. So I believe he will come back. And when he do, I'm going to be at the Bull Center cheering for my baby. yourself a superstar that's for other people to say and you don't come out the south side without a few people having your back Chicago is my home my love it's our time 
This is a story about my family, my team, my roots. This is a story of D Rose. And this is only the beginning. The number one online music tournament encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to soundchew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then... Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Deshiree is an online indie department store, born with the ideology, community, and self. We believe that a garment or accessory created by an independent designer can do more for our community on a deeper level. The ability to wear someone's imagination is a beautiful event. Purchasing independent means wearing something unique while supporting those around you. The designers you support could very well be your neighbors, friends, and family. Embrace your indie state of mind. Shop indie. www.dechcheri.com
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. It's uh, It's been an interesting night, man. I had to get some music here that would uh, kind of mellow us out a little bit. Sounds like a, one of those late-night love lines, doesn't it? What a difference. Okay, I'm not going to try to sing. I know better than that. <laughs> Shout out to everybody out there listening to the show, man. I really appreciate you guys for rocking with us on this special uh, evening of the night. It's Memorial Day, you know, showing a whole lot of love to soldiers out there. Uh, it's been a lot going on this week, man, and it's going to be a lot going on next week. So I hope you guys will, uh, you know, try to keep in touch with what's going on on the local front, man. There's a lot of different events uh, for Emancipation Proclamation that are going down. And uh, before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to my man, Will Mc- William, William, excuse me, man, my mouth is William McCray, uh, The Miracle in You. He is the author of the book entitled The Miracle in You. Uh, this is a extraordinary gentleman, man. This, this guy's an amazing speaker. You guys ought to check this out. And uh, he's definitely willing to come speak anywhere and everywhere. And uh, he speaks for pretty cheap. So, you know, check this man out if you need a good speaker to come to an event that you have here in North Carolina. His name is William McCray, the author of the book, The Miracle in You. And uh, he also has another book. I'm not sure the name of it right now, but I do know The Miracle in You is a great book. This man talks about his journey. It's it's it's, it's a lot about uh, self-will and knowing yourself and, you know, taking a taking a chance in life. And uh, making some things happen. So for more booking information, make sure you check him out at uh, 336-226-0487. Or you can send him some mail. William McCray, 105 West Harden Street, Graham, North Carolina, 27253. Also got to give a shout out to Leslie's Barbershop, man, a historic Leslie's Barbershop out of Atlanta, Georgia, 445 Inglewood Avenue, Southeast Leslie is the owner. This man is cutting Dr. King's hair, man. Shout out to Leslie. I don't know if he cut Dr. King's hair, but I know he knows about Dr. King, and I believe he marched with Dr. King. Also, got to give a shout-out to Eric and a shout-out to Sed. If you guys are in North Atlanta, make sure you check them out. 445 Inglewood Avenue, Southeast. That's Leslie's Barbershop. If you need a phone number, dial 404-216-3342. And, uh, you know, like I was telling you guys, there's a lot of different events that are coming up. And I realize this is some time away, but I got to let you guys know that we will be back in the part. Shout out to my partner, my brother, Rashad Woods, Loving Father Society's vice president. He's definitely holding it down. And his wife, Contessa Woods, who also has her own home health care business, which I do not have the information here yet. But I can tell you it's called Contessa's Companion Care. And uh, actually, I do. Uh, if you need, you know, someone that specializes in one-on-one care that that has that offers companion care aid, private duty sitters, uh, CNAs, professional, well, professional, professional, professional people, you know, when it comes to your loved ones and when you need some assistance, this these are the people that you want to seek out. Contessa's Companion Care. The number is three three six six eight one seven four two six AAS Healthcare Management, or you can email her at c o n T E S S A G G at AOL.com. Um, like I said, events coming up September 25th. I want to give a shout out to my people, Kevin Chenault. I see you, baby. Joe Miyoki Tea Party, Consultation D Party Rally at Joe Miyoki up there in the mountains of North Kakalaki. September 28th this year, 2013. I want to see you guys in the place. One of the largest tea party events in the country. One of the largest freedom events in the country. Okay? So get over yourselves. 
And for you people who think that the Tea Party are all negative, and I'm sure you've seen. See, here's the thing: like I, I know there's a lot of people out there that have seen all the Tea Party madness that's going on, right? You guys have seen that, right? Like every event that they have, someone gets beat up. Every event that they have, you know, people are thrown in jail, right? You got, oh, okay, no, nah, wrong group, not the Tea Party. I forgot. Tea Party hadn't had any events like that. I forgot. My bad. I'm just, you know, that's just me. Joe Miyoki Tea Party, September 28th, 2013. Make sure you guys be there up there in the mountains of North Carolina. And uh, I'm done doing drops, man. Shout out to all you guys I just named. Right now, I want to talk a little bit about this event that's coming up on June 2nd. So I'm going to bring... Two people on here. Actually, I'm going to bring one person on here first, and then I'm going to let her do the proper introduction uh, for Miss Valerie. But first of all, I'm going to bring on uh, Misty. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Man, I'm wonderful right now. I feel a lot better than I did earlier in the show when I was cursing up in here. Got people sending me letters and stuff, but I'm sorry. I apologize, people. Uh, That's it's, not right. Yeah, it's not right. I'm I'm working on it. So how are you this evening? I'm great. I'm great. Well, it's good to have you with us and uh, listening to the show. And uh, I, I want you to do the honors. I want to bring Valerie on right now. But before we bring her on, I want you to do her proper introduction. Can you do that for me? I can. I can. Valerie Johnson. She is a Durham black Republican, proud Republican. And she's gotten involved in the GOP here locally. And she's helping to organize an event that we're having, and I'm hoping that she can give you all the details that you need. I like that. Welcome to the KRP Show. Valerie, how are you this evening? I am doing wonderful. I'm so honored to be here. Glad you could be here. Glad you could be here with us, man. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to having you ladies on even more now that we made some kind of connection. And I see you guys are out there rocking, man. Y'all are putting in some work. And I know you see a lot of crazy things, but, you know, don't give up. <laughs> I know you hear a lot of things and see things that might just piss you right on off, but I'm glad you guys are rocking and you're out here in the field. And, uh, you know, let's talk a little about about June 2nd, if you would. Okay. Well, this coming Sunday, June 2nd, a week from today, um, as Missy stated, the Durham GOP is hosting our Road to Freedom event. It's going to be held at the North Carolina Museum of History. Uh, to get your free tickets, you just simply go to the DurhamGOP.com website, click on the link. Again, the tickets are free. Um, it's a family event, so please bring your children. It's a great opportunity to um, get them involved in learning about the history. Uh, we have some fun, uh, acti- fun activities planned for the children. Nice. Um, Mount Zion Children's Church Choir will be singing some freedom songs. Uh, we're so excited. We got some amazing speakers. Pastor Fozak from Mount Zion Christian Church. Uh, he will be speaking on leadership of the Republican Party and the involvement in the Emancipation Proclamation. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, North Carolina Supreme Court Justice Newby. He's a Newby. historical scholar. He will. Yeah, Newby is coming. Awesome. I like that. Um, he will, he's going to speak on the civil rights movement, which ultimately led to the 13th Amendment. Uh-huh. And most importantly, we are honored to have you, Pudgy, Pudgy Miller, KIPR radio host, will be joining us as well. You're going to, I believe, talk about today's changing politics. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm 
thrilled to be that. That's that's quite a lineup right there. I mean, you guys you guys have quite the lineup, man, and I, and I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. Um, I, I definitely know it's going to be a beautiful thing. You know what kind of what kind of feedback have you guys gotten about this event? I mean, you know, from the time that I don't know who thought of it or or you know where it actually came from, but have you guys gotten any feedback saying you know hey this is a good event we should have been done it a long time ago or you know have you gotten any feedback at all? Well, people are really excited about it. They're excited about the opportunity to view the document. It's a it's a rare document. It's actually it the only surviving document that's written in Lincoln's own handwriting. And once it returns to D.C., you won't get the chance to do it again or to view it again. And we also are excited about the opportunity of letting speakers give a history of the Republican Party and remind people that it was the Republicans who pushed the Civil Rights Movement. It was the Republicans who were for the freedom of slaves. Well, you, you know what? I have been in several venues, and uh, I didn't know I was going to go here with this, but I'm just going to, you know, I kind of do me. But uh, <laughs> why? what's the contradiction of who or what party, I would say, abolish slavery? Like, what's the contradiction? I've heard Democrats say, you know, we're the party of abolishing slavery, and I've heard Republicans say we're the party of abol- abolishing slavery. Now, from what I read, it's the Republicans who abolish slavery. Am I just wrong, or can I not read, or what? No, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, and you got I mean, history. Please. Yeah. Go ahead, Valerie. Go ahead. I'm sorry. His, yeah, I was going to say we go by what's documented. History has shown. I mean, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. If the Republican <laughs> Party was actually started by common people, farmers business owners, small business owners who opposed slavery. Right. They believe that no man had the right to oppress their fellow man. And in 1850, these slave activists, anti-slave activists, found the Republican Party. And many people don't know those facts. Um, even just during the preparation of this event, I learned what the term watch night service meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And as your listeners know who attend watch night service, you know, New Year's <laughs> Eve at their church, do you, do you know about this, Pudgy? Oh, yeah, I, man, I'm all in it. <laughs> I'm all deep in it. I've been there. The, well, the origin of it, it was known as Freedom Eve, and on that night, black slaves and free slaves gathered together in churches or in their private homes across the nation eagerly. Mm-hmm. awaiting the news of the Emancipation Proclamation to become law. And as of January 1st, 1863, all the slaves in the Confederate States were declared free. <laughs> you and know, I personally thought it was just a, it was a Christian tradition <laughs> just to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> so really, yeah, know. it originally right. goes... Exactly. It goes all the way back to the beginning. Oh man, that's that's beautiful to me because you know a lot of people don't even know what watch night service is. I learned it maybe about five years ago, and man, the last watch night service I went to, I wanted to say it so bad. I just wanted to say, y'all know why we really here, but you know I didn't. I didn't go there. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't leave that alone. I got kicked up out of that piece. <laughs> it's beautiful though. Wow. So listen, well, man. I was, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Pudgy. 
No, I'm I'm done. I, you know, I really just want to ask you guys more about the event and, you know, how can people register? You know, there's a lot of people who probably want to go, and uh, and I'm sure a lot of people know about it, but they don't realize that it's free, and, and they definitely don't know where to register from what I've seen. So if you could kind of put that out there, that'd be great. Okay, again, just go to the DurhamGOP.com website. Um, as soon as you arrive on the homepage, there's a link there. It's I believe it says 150 years. It's at ebright.com. You click on that and just register. If you're planning to bring your family, um, register, them, register them individually because, you know, we're counting seats, but there's right. plenty of room available still. I believe we're going to sell out soon, so... Please log on as soon as possible. The event, again, is this Sunday, June 2nd, at the North Carolina Museum of History at 2 p.m. And we are so looking forward to it. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but right after the event, um, like Misty stated, the Emancipation Preliminary Document will be on exhibit. And it's, of course, on loan from the National Archives of D.C. And it's mm-hmm. a great opportunity. You don't have to travel to D.C., um, Spend your money on, on, you know, gas and hotel. You can come right down to here, right downtown Raleigh, and join us and get to hear, you know, some great speakers as well as yourself. And yeah. you know, we want the Republican Party leadership to, you know, to be known in Durham. Beautiful man. I, that, that's an amazing thing because. Let, let's be clear, folks. If you, if you guys don't know, or maybe you just tuned into the show, or you weren't listening closely earlier, you know, as these two ladies have said, and 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but Valerie and, and Misty, this document will not be done this way again. It will not be taken out again. Is that correct? I don't believe so. There are no plans for it to come out in the future. So, and I believe North Carolina is its last stop as well. Wow, that's amazing. This is a chance to make history, folks. This is a chance to bring your kids out and 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 be a part of history, be a part of North Carolina history and and you know you know the history of the United States because let's face it man, you know there's not a lot of people who really know what emancipation proclamation is today. The schools aren't really teaching it the way that they should be teaching it. I think it's maybe a, a, a hours worth of conversation in the school today. So, you know, it, it's a chance to really educate and and urge your kids to learn something new. So, you know, I really appreciate what you guys are doing and this is this is definitely B.I.G. in my book, and I will definitely try to put it out there as much as possible. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, meeting you guys and, and to be a part of this history. Well, we can't thank you enough. Oh, wonderful. Well. well, it's been beautiful, ladies. But before I let you go, and, and this is just, you know, being on KRP, I don't know if you're listening earlier, but we do shout-outs, and we do a lot of them. So, Misty, I'm going to start with you. You have to give a shout-out. I'm just going to keep you on the show for the rest of the night. And then, Valerie, if you'll fall right behind and give some shout-outs as well, that would be beautiful. Well, I'd like to give a shout-out to Lee Green, who is also helping us organize this event. And without her, we could not have gotten this accomplished. Thank you so much, Lee. I want to give a big shout-out to the Durham GOP, all the uh, Lee Green, Theodore Hicks, the GOP chairman, Misty, who is the head of the Durham Outreach Committee, as well as the Black uh, Republicans Committee, those who want to come out and join us and help us make progress here in Durham. We welcome you. Thank you for having us, Pudgy. I look forward to meeting you at the event. 
Definitely. And I hope to hear from you ladies again, man. Tune in to the show anytime. Thanks for coming on and sharing that information with us. That's Valerie and Misty from the Durham GOP holding it down, man. And, and these ladies and, you know, their counterparts have done something that no one else has done before uh, here in the Eastern, I'm sorry, in the Triangle of North Carolina. You know, the Emancipation Proclamation preliminary papers will be here. It's a chance to, in, in, you know, take part in history here in North Carolina a chance to take part in, in uh, U.S. history, and I'll definitely be in the house. Shout out to Pastor Fozar, man, another wonderful man, wonderful gentleman who will also be speaking at this event. And uh, Scooby Nooby, Justice Nooby, will also be speaking at the event, at the event as well as myself. I'm going to say a few remarks, and, you know, what I plan to do is talk about the current aspect of where we are in freedom and how important it is to uphold that. And, you know, like I said before, man, Freedom is not free, and I don't. I don't know what you know. People walk around here in their everyday lives, and they think that, as as my as my man said, they think stuff's sweet, man. They think it's sweet, and and you know, everything is not sweet, man. You you don't really know what's really happening if you guys aren't paying attention to everything. I mean, it's it's easy to say, you know, well, I'm just not going to pay attention to it. I'm going to let the Lord have it and let Him deal with it. Look, man, we have a job to do. And, you know, I've always said, oftentimes on this show, I always tell people, if God never did another thing for us ever, he's done enough, and and he's already given us what we need to move forward in our own lives and take care of another thing that he's given us, which is this earth. You know, we have a job to do. God has done his part already. So we got to do our job in paying attention. We got to do our job in coming to the table. We got to do our job in preaching the word and staying up on this policy and you know, why why not be at the table, folks? You know, why leave the table to the heathens? You know, I always say that. Why why leave the table to the heathens? One of my brothers, you know, shout out to my brother. He always says, you know, P, why you get in this politics stuff, man? You know, God's going to have his way regardless. And I, and, and I simply say this, you know, I feel like me knowing what's going on, me reading and paying attention and caring enough to be at the table and trying to get at the table even more is doing God's will. You know, why leave the table to people who don't care about God? Why leave the table to people who don't want to represent God, who don't believe in God's authority, who don't believe in Christ? Why leave the table to these folks? You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what's really going on today. People are so not caring so much to the fact that these people are having their way. You know, we're losing our freedoms every single day. I don't know if people watch what happened in Boston, but to me, you know, how can you, you got the alphabet boys chasing these two kids, you know, or these two guys, you know, up and through Boston, you know, and, and they got helicopters out there. They got satellite. They, I mean, they're using all the technology that they should be using to capture these two guys and they still get away. Now, I just it, call me naive. Call me Mr. Conspiracy. Call me stupid. You can call me what you want, but I just don't believe these two guys could get away from these many entities of the government with all the toys that they had out there and all the techniques that they used. I just can't believe that these guys could get away. What I, what I personally think that I, I believe they took the opportunity to use this as a training exercise for what's to happen in the future or in case it happens in the future. But like, like I said, call me Mr. Conspiracy. And, and I always believe that, you know, there's someone somewhere who's wanting to take over you know, the streets of America, 
who's not wanting us to be able to go from North Carolina to Virginia without some sort of permit or without going through some sort of checkpoint or some sort of border. You know, right now we can jump in the car and drive from here to California and back and not have to answer to anybody. You know, there's somebody out there that wants to put a kink in that, who wants to change the way that we do things here in America. And if you look at what's going down and the way things are happening and the way they're shaping these laws and the things that they're talking about. It's real. We're losing our individual freedoms every single day. You can't even start a small business in this state of North Carolina without going through hoops and hurdles. You know, how hard should it be to start a business, start your own business where you don't need anybody to do anything for you? You just want to start your own business, your home-based business, or maybe you want to go out and rent an office somewhere, but you can't even start a business without jumping through hoops and hurdles and having to having to answer to the government and telling them exactly what you want to do and how much money you have and who's going to be this and who's going to be that. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. So you're susceptible to the job market and the foreclosures and all the other things that are happening with your money and, and the economy. But at the same time, you, you, you can't grow livestock. You know, you can't just farm without a permit. You know, you can't knit socks and, and sell socks on the corner without a permit. Hell, you can't even beg without a permit. Even the beggars have to have a permit to stand on the corner and beg you for dollars and coins, you know? So, if you really look at what's happening out here, man, we're really faced with a, 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 a lot of turmoil. You know, we're really faced with a, a different of understanding today. You know, everybody's about this reality TV. Everybody wants to know what's going on in this household and that household. And that's why reality TV is so popular, too. You know, people want to know what you're doing from behind your eyes at every given moment. You know, it's a real-life Truman Show to what's going on. I don't know if you guys ever seen that movie, The Truman Show, but this is really what's happening. So you don't believe that the government wants to know exactly what you're doing as well? You know, if you want to know what's going on in your neighbor's home right now and you're willing to watch that on TV and pay for it, by God, you got to believe that the entity who always thinking that you're hiding money from them or always wants you to pay more or always wants you to check some form and balance some sheet, you know, you uh, and, and report some this and report some that. You got to believe that these folks really want to know what's going on in your house outside of what you're telling everybody and outside of what you're telling them. So, you know, to me, that's just one to grow on, man. But, hey, it's 925 we got about five minutes before we close the show for this evening. We only did an hour and a half of this week's show. So to everybody out there, man, I appreciate you guys for rocking with the KRP radio show. I want to play one thing before we go off the air here. And uh, I hope you guys really appreciate what uh, this man has to offer here in his message. You know, this message is absolutely wonderful. This is a message for people who, who want to go hard, you know, who believes in, uh, having a strong will, who believes in achieving things on your own. So check this out, Mr. Eric Thomas, uh, How Bad Do You Want It? Thanks for listening to the KRP Radio Show. Check us out next week, krpradioshow.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Look us up. One love. I'm out of here. It was a young man who, you know, he wanted to make a lot of money, and so he went to this guru, right? And he told the guru, you know, I want to be on the same level you are. And so the guru said, if you want to be on the same level I'm on, I'll meet you tomorrow at the beach.
So the young man got there at 4 a.m. He all ready to rock and roll. Got on the suit. Should have wore shorts. The old man grabs his hand and said, how bad do you want to be successful? He said, real bad. He said, walk on out in the water. So he walks out into the water. Watch this. When he walks out into the water, it goes way deep. So he's like, this guy crazy. I want to make money. He got me out here swimming. I didn't ask to be a lifeguard. I want to make money. He got me. In. So he said, come out a little further. Walked out a little further. Then he had it right around this area. The shoulder area. So this old man, crazy. He's making money, but he's crazy. He said, come on out a little further. He came out a little further. Was right at his mouth. My man, like, I'm about to go back in here. This guy is mine. So the old man said, I thought you said you wanted to be successful. He said, I do. He said, walk a little further. He came, dropped his head in, held him down, hold him down. My man getting scratches, holding him down. He had him held down just before my man was about to pass out. He raised him up. He said, I got a question for you. He told the guy, he said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. I don't know how many of y'all got asthma here today, but if you ever had an asthma attack before, you short of breath, SOB, shortness of breath, you wheezing. The only thing you're trying to do is get some air. You don't care about no basketball game. You don't care what's on TV. You don't care about nobody calling you. You don't care about a party. The only thing you care about when you're trying to breathe is to get some fresh air. That's it. And when you get to the point where all you want to do is be successful as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. You don't want it badder than you want to party. You don't want it as much as you want to be cool. You, most of you don't want success as much as you want to sleep. Some of you love sleep more than you love success. And I'm here to tell you today, if you're going to be successful, you've got to be willing to give up sleep. You gotta be willing to work off for three hours of sleep, two hours. If you really wanna be successful, some days you're gonna have to stay up three days in a row. Because if you go to sleep, you might miss the opportunity to be successful. That's how bad you gotta want. You gotta go days without, listen to me, you gotta wanna be successful so bad that you forget to eat. Beyonce said once she was on the set doing her thing, three days had gone by, she forgot she didn't eat. So she was engaged. I'll never forget uh, when 50 Cent was doing his movie, I did a little research on 50, and 50 said that when he wasn't doing the movie, he was doing the soundtrack. And they said, when do you sleep, 50? Sleep. He said, sleep. 
sleep is for those people who are broke. I don't sleep. But I got an opportunity to make a dream become a reality. Don't cry to quit. You already in pain. You already hurt. Get a reward from it. Don't go to sleep until you succeed. Listen to me. I'm here to tell you today, you can come here, you can jump up, you can do flips, you can be excited when we give away money, but listen to me, you will never be successful until I don't have to give you a dime to do what you do. You won't be successful until you say, I don't need that money. Because I got it in here. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.